Welcome to the Local Movement Podcast. I'm Whitney. And I'm Nolan. We are the local Kairos at Midwest Movement here in Elkhorn. In this podcast, we are going to nerd out over our passion, human movement, to help you feel better, perform better, and live better. We're also going to feature the grassroots movements in our community and the things people are doing here locally. We want to provide local listeners an opportunity to live a healthier lifestyle while supporting our community to its fullest potential. We will cover topics about what we do as chiropractors, what other businesses are doing to provide for Elkhorn, and tips on how to be a healthier, better person. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Local Movement Podcast. Today, we are again featuring a special guest. Surprise, it's Dr. Nolan. Hello. (laughs) So today, we're going to be going over his story, get to know him a little bit better, find out why he decided to do this and why me as his partner all that stuff so to begin welcome well glad to be on the podcast (laughs) you know thanks for the invite yeah thanks for joining (laughs) us all the way from your you know your other office so um so to get started tell us a little bit about what you like to do for fun um so i have been an athlete my entire life so i love to go to sporting events um, I love to play basketball. Um, I got two dogs, so we go on walks a lot. Um, and we just added another uh, child to our <laughs> family, an actual child, a baby in March. Um, a human child. So we go on walks with her quite a bit. Um, we like to, you know, walk to Dairy Chef just about a mile from our apartment, um, get some ice cream, let the dogs have some ice cream. Um, and then for fun, um, I love going to like wine tours and also trying just different beers. Um, Any favorite beer in particular? Uh, Scratch Town beer, all Scratch Town beer. Why is that, Nolan? That's because uh, <laughs> they're based out of Ord. Um, they started brewing in Ord, Nebraska, where I'm from, and I'm very partial to them. So if I can find a bar that has Scratch Town beer, like that's my favorite bar. So um, that's <laughs> that's a hobby of mine, I guess. Uh, and I like everything pretty much. Um, Any beers of- that you hate? Um. I'll drink the new seltzers. I don't know if they're considered beers. They aren't. But um, they just do not treat me well. <laughs> uh, Sensitive tummy. Okay. Yes. Uh, after three, it's just not a good morning the next morning. So uh, we stay away from those. But other than that, I'll try anything twice. Um, yeah. All right. So you said you're really into sports. Any sports teams in particular that you are, you know, partial to? Uh, die-hard Patriots fan. You don't and, say. And everybody hates me for it, and so it just makes me love, love them more. Um, I was became a Patriots fan when I first saw Tom Brady go in the game for Drew Bledsoe when he got hurt, and I was like, yeah, underdog, this guy's awesome. He's going to be amazing, and guess what? He is amazing. <laughs> He's the best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, Glad and we then, got it out in the open. Yeah, GOAT. And then when they added Gronk to the team, Gronk kind of became my little idol. Um, so it's been it's been a tough year watching those two go to a different team, but I'm still a Patriots fan. I'm just going to enjoy watching them play again together. Um, 
big Husker fan and then also a really big fan of Nebraska Wesleyan Peewells. Yip, yip. <laughs> awesome. So, fun fact. I know this is Nolan's time to shine, but I was completely neutral towards the Patriots until I met Nolan. And there was one other guy at school, and they just would not shut up about Tom Brady and the Patriots. The other kid was worse than you. I'll give you that. Well, we were in school in Kansas City, and so (laughs) everybody in Kansas City is Chiefs fans, and they thought they just had the best quarterback alive. Mahomes is pretty good, but he's not the best. Yes. Seriously. No, and he won't (laughs) be the best. Brady will always be the best. So, you know, they just kind of turned up our level of enthusiasm for the Patriots. So, and they were very vocal about it every week. Yeah, every week. Anyway, so now we got that <laughs> out of there. Um, so, tell us a little bit, a little bit about um, like your high school sports experience, um, your time at Westland as a dual sport athlete. Um, so, like I said, I grew up in Ord, Nebraska. Um, it's a small town right in the middle of the state, uh, Class C one. Um, and I played football, basketball, ran track, did baseball in the summers. So I did it all. Um, and like I said, we were a small school. So like in football, my senior year, we had 22 guys out for football and we played 11 man football. Um, and so we played every single down, like there was no coming out of the game, um, and if you came out of the game, it was because, like, you had to because your helmet fell off or something crazy like that. Um, but in high school, um, I guess I had quite a few injuries, um, and that's kind of where it led me into chiropractic. Nice segue. Uh, so yeah. what was your first interaction with a chiropractor? Um, so I we had a family friend that was a chiropractor in Ord, but never really went to him at because of you know for chiropractic care just was friends with him um and his wife and his family and I had sprained my ankles a kajillion times I sprained my ankles all the time I had the weakest ankles this side of the Mississippi (laughs) and um so I just battled with it all the time and then finally he's just like you know I can help with that and I was like how you're a chiropractor that's weird you can't help with my sprained ankle and um so I went in to see him and he had I think he adjusted my ankle which I'm not like knowing what I know now I probably wouldn't have adjusted my ankle but he also did some like laser treatment and some uh kinesiology tape for my ankle and that was kind of like my whoa, this is kind of cool. Like, we can combine, you know, sports and treatment, and then that's kind of where I got hooked on it. Um, And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I knew nothing about (laughs) it at all at that point, but that was my only um, intro into chiropractic care um, at that time. And then when I went to Wesleyan, I played football and basketball there, and... um, think it was my sophomore year when I injured my back and I um, I did it in the summer when I was deadlifting um, I remember because I videoed it because I was a bro and I videoed everything <laughs> thought it was really cool um, and I hurt my back and I remember like 
having to crawl to the camera to turn off the video. Like, that's how bad I hurt myself. And, um, and that chiropractor that I had seen before that, he was no longer a chiropractor in town, but there's another chiropractor. So I went to go see him. Um, he adjusted me, did some soft tissue. Um, what do you mean by soft tissue? Um, for listeners who aren't as familiar with just chiropractic treatment. Like basically massage the muscles. Um, it wasn't, you know, with his hands. He didn't do like, you know, movement and massage. It was just massaging um, at that time. And it helped a little bit. Um, still had quite a bit of back pain. So then I went to football camp and got hit one play and it was like debilitating like my back it was like my back went out again and um so then I got x-rayed got an MRI and found out that I had a pars fracture which is basically like a broken back and a herniated disc and um so I thought my I thought it was over at that point I had no idea what really to expect. Got put on a steroid pack, muscle relaxers, um, some pretty heavy pain uh, killers, and it helped a little bit, but nothing would ever take it away. Like, I would go to football practice and just, like, almost have to crawl home, have to lay on the couch, couldn't go to classes. Um, and you were still playing so during this time? Yeah, I was trying to practice at that time. Um, football was more important than school at that time. <laughs> um, so I would go to practice, and then I just couldn't do it anymore. So then basically they pulled me out of practice, and then I just played on Saturdays, and I just took painkillers and rubbed enough uh, Red Hot. If you know what Red Hot is, it's like, uh, I don't know, like Icy Hot, but on steroids, um, just basically so I couldn't feel my back, and that was kind of how I got through it, and I just played. Um, so that season went on like that the rest of the year, basically. Not really going to class because of my back. Um, they would give me TENS units to try to make it to class, so that, like, I it just shocked me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, like, an emotional, psychological standpoint... How are you feeling at this time? Like crap. Um, it was awful. Uh, honestly, painkillers, I hated them because they made me feel really loopy. So that was another reason I wouldn't go to class was because I needed them to get out of the pain. But I wouldn't go to class if I had the painkillers because I would fall asleep during class. I wouldn't I would get sick to my stomach, things like that. Um so then, like, another coping mechanism was to drink. So every night I had, you know, a couple glasses of whiskey, try to, like, ease some of the pain. Um, that didn't go that didn't go over well um, because, you know, it's hard to wake up in the morning when you have a hangover and go play football. But um, uh, So you could say that this method of coping was not... No, it was not, not healthy. Anywhere. And then, you know, performance was going down. Uh, school wasn't the best. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just not a good time. I, I mean, I felt like a piece of shit for no other better terms because like I couldn't do anything about my pain, other than you know take painkillers, sit at home, or drink. 
Like, uh, it's a pretty crappy way of life. So I understand why people, you know, get hooked on painkillers and why people are alcoholics for pain reasons. Um, so that was pretty, pretty awful. Um, so let's talk about a little bit how you got out of that. It's like, what was, how did you end up finding like some actual like pain relief? How did you actually start to recover a little bit more from those injuries? Um, I started, so we had a chiropractor come to Westland on like Wednesday nights and they did like soft tissue. Um, again, soft tissue helped a little bit. Um, this was a little bit different they kind of talked to me about some of my pain, but it never really touched it. Um, and I would get adjusted by them and it would, you know, help some of that pain. Honestly, the thing that just helped it was time and not playing football. Um, so after football season was over, you know, I took a, I think I took a week off before I started basketball. Um, but I, you know, I did the icing every single day. I did heat and knee stem. That helped a little bit. Um, but seriously, time and just like rest. I stopped lifting as much um, to rest more. Mm-hmm. Um, but over time, it started getting a little bit better. But it never, ever went fully away. So it was always just like there. And just one of those things that I lived with. Um, like if I sat too long in class, like standing up was like miserable. So a lot of times if I did go to class, I would either stand in the back or lay on the ground, which is kind of odd when somebody is laying in classroom. Um, but that was the the best thing. We'd see more of that in chiropractic school, actually. Like yeah. you have people in pain who are standing up in the corner doing like McKinsey extensions. You'd have people lying on the ground. Uh, so a little more common in chiropractic school, oddly enough, where people are having back pain. People look at you but. a little bit differently in undergrad because they have no idea <laughs> and you're just the weirdo laying on the floor. Um, so yeah. Um, so really the only good answer I would say is just like time. I think time, mm-hmm. like over time it started getting better, but it just never got better to the point where I felt like a beast on the football field or a beast in the weight room again, like I did right before um, right before the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I think I, I pretty much battled this all the way up to my senior year. Um, and you know, I just more Tylenol, more ice, more heat, more soft tissue. Um, and eventually you meet Dr. Tyler ideas. Yeah. And he kind of explained quite a bit about like, core um and breathing and he was like really big into dns and at that time like i was like yeah it's cool but i don't know it's kind of (laughs) weird um so that helped a little bit like the core um work but it it honestly wasn't until uh i started doing yoga i took a yoga class um because somebody had been recommending that i do yoga for my back for a long time and i'm like I'm a football player. I don't do yoga. Was that someone on, like, the sports medicine? <sighs> I can't remember exactly team. who it was. Um, but, so I just did it. It was an easy credit. I thought it was going to be an easy credit. But, like, those first two weeks were awful um, because my back was so bad. Um, but over time, 
like, you know, in yoga, there's a lot of breath work, there's a lot of core, there's a lot of balance. And like over time, like I dramatically started getting better, like back pain started going completely away. And it was like, whoa, it's yoga. Everything's yoga. You need to do <laughs> yoga. Um, but I, I was in exercise science major. So I knew that wasn't exactly the case. It was just that I knew that I was getting more of the core stability stuff, more of the balance and flexibility and mobility stuff. And that's where I was like, all right, there's something to this. Chiropractic care helped a little bit, but it was the the activity of yoga, the mobility training and the core work that really made me better. And so then at that point, I was interning with a bunch of chiropractors and shadowing. Um, and so like I was getting chiropractic care, but also that just added in. And, and at um, this point you were still pretty set on going to chiropractic school. Yeah, I was pretty set on it that whole time, which it's kind of weird because I wasn't really sold on the actual care. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to chiropractic school. Like, I, I at the time didn't think I was smart enough to get into PT school, um, which I was. I, was <laughs> I don't know why um, I thought that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So now you've graduated. You've started at Cleveland. And tell us a little bit more about some of, like, your first interactions at the school um, with your intern, perhaps. Oh. Um, <laughs> so when you go to school, you get bombarded by people all over, like, hey, my club's the best club. Come join my club. No, my club's the best club. And so you, like, have no idea. Everybody's, like, a snake oil salesman, and it seems like everybody's trying to get you to do theirs and says it's the best. Um so, like, that's the first thing. You get bombarded, and so you have no idea what to expect. And then you start hearing all the negatives about chiropractic, and I had never heard that until I went to school. Can you share some of those negatives with um, our audience here? Well, like, a bunch of my friends kept calling me a witch doctor, and I was like, what? Like, I'm not a witch doctor. Like, they're, they have school. They get a doctorate degree. Like, why is that a witch doctor? Um, and then I've heard people like saying like, yeah, they believe they can heal your cancer. Um, and once you go to a chiropractor, you can never go back and like all this stuff. And I was just like, whoa, this is weird. All right, whatever. But then your one of your first classes is with Dr. Cleveland, who's a old school guy. And he was talking one time about allergies and like he produces some pretty good, I wouldn't say evidence, but pretty good anecdotal uh, stories about like how it's chiropractic has helped some crazy cases. Right. And he talks about allergies a lot and how like allergies, like getting adjusted helped your allergies. And at that point, I was battling allergies really bad. And when you go to Cleveland, you get paired with an intern, somebody that's in the school, they're older, and then they work on you. And so my intern... Um, I was like, hey, man, I got really bad allergies. And Dr. Cleveland was talking today about, like, allergies. And he was like, can you help, like, adjust me so those allergies go away? And, like, he kind of let me down easy, honestly. He was just like, uh, yeah, like, there's not great research out there for that. But, yeah, we'll adjust you and see if they get better. And I was like, all right. So, like, I was really 
like nobody had shared with me at that point like no that's bull crap basically <laughs> um, that was how you really feel yeah and so like I was just like what the heck is going on with chiropractic care like we got this guy that's the president of our school telling us allergies go away with getting adjusted my intern adjusts me my allergies aren't going away things like that mm-hmm. um so yeah I had no idea what to do and then I found MPI, which is a club at school, and it just seemed like people that spoke real language. They talked about sports a lot, so, like, I was naturally drawn there. Mm -hmm. Um, They talked about performance, and, like, they talked about things that you could actually change with an adjustment and with rehab, and I was like, whoa, those are the two things that helped me, and so, like... Perfect fit. Perfect fit. So I really latched on to those guys, and that's kind of what's led me down to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, what does MPI stand for? Motion Palpation Institute. And basically it's um, the notion that you're not going to be able to tell whether somebody needs adjusted or they need treatment by just laying somebody on the table and feeling their spine. Like you have to put their joints in motion and feel like, whether it's restricted or whether it's too mobile um, and you don't need to adjust it, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, For me too. Um, so I think probably some of the first interactions I really had with Nolan at school were in this MPI club. Um, we'd meet over lunch, and it was the only club that was talking about hypermobility as an issue, which I think sold us both pretty hard on this like functional model Um, some of our mentors will say that like MPI is like the gateway drug into all your other three letter acronym clubs. So we've got MPI, ART, SFMA, FMS, DNS. So you would say for sure that MPI was like your intro into the, it was definitely my gateway drug. And then I took heroin (laughs) basically, um, because after like, once I found this group, I just did every and all the seminars I could. Um, I think I totaled, I think it was right at 40 seminars while I was in school, which is a lot of seminars, a lot of weekends, mm-hmm. continuing ed. Um, I know I racked up more continuing ed hours than I did actual hours at Cleveland, or the curriculum hours of Cleveland. So I had like 680 continuing ed hours and I think Cleveland's curriculum was like 470 mm-hmm. or 60 something yeah. like that um so yeah I would, I'm what they call a seminar junkie um <laughs> and that's honestly like one of the things when we started to talk about um starting a practice I was looking for a potential business partner and I knew that Nolan was one of those students that was just so dedicated to getting as much information as he could um, I knew he was really driven to be able to, like, he just wanted to give the best care possible to his patients. And, um, there wasn't a whole lot of that, that you saw in other students around school. So that was one of, was one of the things that really pulled me to him as a potential now, you know, business partner was yeah. all these seminars. I knew that he cared about his patients. He wanted to better himself. He didn't want people to get stuck in the same pain cycle as he was that a lot of us have experienced um right so he he graduated as like an expert in rehab um 
it's it's pretty rare to find all these qualities and knowledge and the skill set in a doc fresh out of school. But yeah, but no one's got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but I, I remember going through school and knowing that you had to go through clinic and you had to treat people outside of the community or the Cleveland community. And I remember just thinking, like, my intern, he was good, but he wasn't amazing, you know? And I was like, I want to be amazing. I want to be able to help people as soon as I get to clinic. I want to be able to perfect my craft in there rather than learn how to adjust people or learn how to treat people. And I think that was, like, the mindset that was so much different than everybody else in our class. I would definitely agree with that. Or even in our school, it was that... People went into clinic wanting to learn to adjust or learn to treat people, whereas like I, I wanted to actually get people better. I like that was I was committed to making sure that I wasn't going to fail somebody while we were in school learning how to do this, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to focus on the other things that you know are harder, honestly, and things that we still struggle with now is note taking and. <laughs> Um, billing and figuring out like what codes we have to use and it's just all those tedious things that that I wanted to learn in clinic where I could just treat and have fun that's that's literally what treating is super fun like if you ever come in and get treated by me I like nerd out about it and like I want to explain every single little thing that I'm doing with every patient um, which which most be, of them appreciate I would say I would say most of them appreciate but there's quite a few that I vomit on Um, not literally not literally but like word vomit about like what I'm doing and like nerd out and I'm always drawing on our marker board and like I don't know I think some people appreciate it and so I have to tone that down a little bit but um but it's fun to me that's why we got into this was because we enjoyed treating people um and so I was excited to treat people but I didn't want to fail people um absolutely yeah so that's, I would say that was a huge driving factor of mm-hmm. doing all those courses. Awesome. Um, nobody wants to suck at anything, so. Sure don't. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you were introduced into, like, the clinic gym model of practice. So as long as I can remember, I've always been, I've always been a meathead, a bro that just, like, <laughs> wanted to lift at weights, and, um... So, like, as long as I can remember, I knew I wanted to open my own practice and I wanted to have a gym on it. Um, but I wanted the gym more like, you know, like a anytime fitness, like a key card where you come in and, like, do that and work out. And But I knew that the gym and the clinic side of things would help and bring things together. And then um, I stumbled across our mentor, Josh Satterley's podcast, like, like, second or third year in Cairo school, like, I literally stumbled upon it. I don't know how I found it, uh, but I listened to his first podcast, and I was like, this guy is the coolest person in the world. So if you're listening, Josh, yeah, he said it out loud. I did. <laughs> I, I used to think he was the coolest guy in the world. Just kidding. He is still <laughs> cool. Um, but he was talking about how, like, he was transitioning patients into the gym and vice versa, like, the gym people wore going into the clinic to get treatment, but, um, and the gym side of things was like your maintenance care or like what was the eventual goal of treatment plans. 
and things like that. And I was just like sold on it. And so from that point on, I was like dead set on doing that. Um, but I just didn't have a plan business wise. Right. Um, so fresh out of grad or not, you had not yet graduated, but, um, nearing the end and kind of panicking a little bit. So tell us about some of the other options you were looking at before we decided to open together. Um, so I wasn't confident enough business-wise, so I was thinking, oh, associate, I, would, I know I want to be back in Nebraska, kind of a thing. Um, and then um, some other plans kind of fell through, so then I just got jaded, and I just started. There's a group that we belong to called Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance, so I just started applying all over the country at people that had the same mindset as me. Um, so I was applying in Colorado, Dallas, Houston, um, down in Florida, Florida, New York. Um, and I was just, all I wanted to do was do what I loved and do it the same way I loved. Um, and not just, I wasn't going to waver on my beliefs of how I treated. Um, and so I was, wasn't really finding any jobs like it's pretty hard for somebody to trust some kid that's in Kansas City and they lived in California, things like that. And I, and I get that. Um, but so then I got introduced to a guy in Florida and he had, he basically it was a gym, whereas like they had basketball and volleyball courts, they had a fitness facility and they wanted to bring somebody medical staff on so that they could like, you know, you know, treat their athletes. And so I really was considering doing that. I think even my wife and I were looking at places to live down there. We wrote up a business plan. Um, and we we're pretty set on it. Um, and then I can't exactly remember what I think. I think about that time, like when we were pretty set on doing that was when Whitney approached me and like out of the blue. So you got to keep in mind, like Whitney and I aren't like best friends. So like this was kind of odd. And Whitney was the smartest person in our <laughs> class. And so when she approaches me, I'm going, why the hell are you asking me to be a business partner? Like, and, and meanwhile, I'm seeing him bust his butt to like get to all these seminars. Like I knew that he knew his shit basically. So I won't say I was, like, fangirling or anything, but I knew that if I would, wanted to find a business partner who would not settle for mediocrity, I needed to find someone like Nolan. And actually, this partnership was my, my husband's idea. Um, we had met at... Um, or my husband had met Nolan at a scholarship banquet in December, so about four months before we had graduated. And actually, at that... At that banquet, you won an award. Uh, yeah, chiropractic intern of the year. It's a popularity contest, Ooh, it's but a, it's a very pretty trophy. <laughs> yeah, got it in in my office. I'll uh, break it out. So my <laughs> husband remembered Nolan saying that. What was it? Basically, like just very strong opinions about chiropractic yep, care. Like, I'm very strongly opinionated, <laughs> and I let people know about it sometimes. So the the gist of it was, like, you can't only adjust someone and expect everything to get better. Right. Um, and then Austin, my husband, was like, well, seems like you guys have pretty similar views there. He loves Nebraska. 
why don't you pitch this to him? So it was very out of the blue. Uh, Nolan and I would talk occasionally. Um, I think we did a couple presentations together. Yeah. Um, we'd run into each other, run into each other at seminars because I started getting into that functional side of things about halfway through school. So when I pitched this idea, like it was literally out of the blue. We sat down, had coffee, and I was actually on my way to Las Vegas for a chiropractic convention when she texted me. And I remember, like, freaking out a little bit because I was like, holy crap, this is this is it. This is what I want to do. So I started, I had took out a piece of paper and I just started writing, like, all of these ideas down. And, um, and my mentor, Josh, um, I was meeting him out there in Vegas. And so I was, like, pitching the idea to him. And he did not know Whitney very well. He knows her really well now, but um, he was kind of skeptical of the idea. But Valid. he wasn't, he wasn't, um, he never put it down. So, um, like, Vegas was a weird trip for me because I was just, like, I was supposed to be having fun, but all I could think about was, like, I think this is a good idea. Like, writing down, and then I started probably blowing up Whitney's phone a little too much, I would say. I remember, like, texting her, and I'm like, hey, if, if you need me to <laughs> shut up about this, um, I will because I just like started like spitballing all these ideas and then finally we went and had coffee and we we're like all right this is a good idea um, it was it was almost like a blind date yeah it was weird that was the, odd. The, the blind date for our work marriage yeah yeah that was the start of our uh, relationship <laughs> work relationship <laughs> still awkward that's yeah. cool <laughs> um, she's my work wife now that's what we call her um, but, so yeah, like, I, it seemed like a pretty good fit. Um, I am out there. I am kind of sporadic in my thoughts. Um, I, I think I have ADD. Like, I just, like, not, like, ever straight and narrow, and, like, Whitney's straight and narrow. <laughs> and, that means I'm super, super fun at parties. Yeah, and so we're... <laughs> We're like complete opposites, but I was like, I know she's smart as hell. We believe in the same things. She's probably going to hone me in a little bit when I need to be honed in. Um, and so I was like, perfect relationship. Let's do it. I'm sold. Um, so that's where the, this dream came together. But so knowing that I wanted to do the clinic gym side of things, I was trying to convince her that I was like, we're going to have a gym connected to it. And she's yeah. like, pushing really hard back on it. like our, our ideas of what clinic gym hybrid meant were quite a bit different. Right. I and was picturing, like, 24-hour fitness, like, all these, like, like hamstring curls and, like, your fly machine and all this just, like... Gym bros hanging out in yeah. our clinic while we're trying to treat people. And that, you know, I had this one track mind of, like, no, 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 no. It's going to be, like, fitness, like, where you, like, have free weights and you're teaching people how to work out and... They're doing, like, all these good functional workouts. But I wasn't conveying that to her. And I remember we were just like, all right, I think this is a deciding factor. This might not work out kind yeah, of a thing. A really ready, like mutually ready to break up before we had even started. Basically. And then finally I, like, stepped back and I was like, wait, she, there's no way she believes the same things that I believe and doesn't think this is a good idea. I'm like, I, I've just got to be... I got to convey this better to her. And then I finally, like, started talking about it. Had her listen to a few podcasts, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, I get this. <laughs> like, this is awesome. And I was like, 
oh, you don't think everything I'm thinking? <laughs> like, <laughs> like You can't read my mind? Yeah, kind of a thing. So that was kind of fun. Um, this, but, this could work out after all. Yeah, and guess what? Who's a big fangirl of the gym now? Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. We're a happy, happily married business relationship now. Same page. Same page. It's good. Everything. Yep. We parent our little clinic gym baby. Yeah. Equally. Yeah. And we we're both really big dorks. So Which I didn't realize about Nolan until yeah. I'm Mr. Cool. Uh-huh. No. Not I'm I mean I'm probably probably. I'm the bigger nerd, but you're coming up close. Yeah. Which is a pleasant surprise, I'd say. Yeah, I'm the jockey nerd. He'll, uh, so we're both really into DNS. It's been a pretty big foundation in how we, we treat. And a big component of DNS is, like, baby motions, baby rolling. And I became a little more aware of his nerdiness when he, he made an adaptation for a certain song with a DNS background. Well, we were doing rolling patterns, and I was like, they see me rolling, they hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. And yeah, I, yep, that's that, when she found out. <laughs> like, oh, this is, I think, I think at that point, your wife was already pregnant. I'm like, yep, this dad is going to embarrass his daughter, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. But yeah, things are awesome. So, that's a little bit about Dr. Nolan's background some sports injuries, his first intro to chiropractic, kind of why we decided to jump into this together. Anything you want to leave? No. Last notes? Uh, come in and get to know us. I think that's, like, the coolest thing about yeah. patient care. Like, that's what I'm finding out is um, developing, like, those relationships. Like, people come in and, like, you know, they portray themselves differently when they're first meeting people. And then, mm -hmm. like, five visits later, I'm, like, joking around with my patients <laughs> about stuff. And Whitney's shaking her head. Uh, the other day I was saying, like, when you adjust somebody, like, it releases gas bubbles. And I told the patient, and I was like, yeah, it's just your neck farting. <laughs> and, like, it was, it's just fun. Um, so, yeah, get to know us. Uh, this is a really good way to get to know us on this podcast. So keep listening. Um, and if someone wants to reach out to you, um, I guess we didn't really talk about many of your certifications. Um, so Nolan is certified um, in Titleist Performance Institute on Base U. If someone wants to get in contact you, get in contact with you for some of these like sports specific evaluations, um, is interested in some of like the functional training you do, what's the best way to? Yeah. Get in so she is right. We didn't talk about like how who I treat or what I treat. Um, future episode, maybe. Future, yeah. But to get in contact with me, um, nolan at midwestmovementelkhorn.com is my email. Um, or call the clinic. Um, I, we both answer it. Um, and if you get Whitney, then she'll pass the information on. Um, follow us on Instagram, Midwest Movement Elkhorn. Um, and follow us on Facebook. And then also my private Instagram is Cairo Gronk. Because uh, I'm a big Gronk fan. Uh, I kind of resemble him. Both like 
physically and how we act, I would say. That might be intentional. Yeah, it might be. Um, so uh, follow me on that. Reach me out to me there. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Thanks for listening to our interview, and we'll catch you on later episodes. See you guys.